Allie. I'm Courtney. We're two girls in Ohio, and today we have a very special guest. So special. We should drum roll. My brother Connor's here with us. Yay. Hello, hello. This is exciting. Um, I would say you're like a on again, off again listener. Like you know, you listen and then you don't, and then you do, and then you get excited and you want to be on it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely am always like, oh, is there going to be a Connor story this week? And like, <laughs> if there's not, I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't need to listen to the rest of the episode. And if there is, I'm like, oh, God, what did you say this time? Yeah, yeah. That's so, fun. Uh, you and everyone else. Uh-huh. <laughs> does, does mom listen to this? That's one thing I've wondered and I haven't asked I think her, she, actually. like, randomly will, but okay. not, like, all the time. So she's like me. Yes. And Maggie. Or yeah. does Maggie listen pretty... I think Maggie started to listen a lot more because she said that that's how she knows what's happening in my life. Has dad ever? No. Okay. Unless mom's like played it for him. Let's make him but... listen to this one. L- okay, okay, let's. Hold I on. bet he will. He has to be turned up very loud though. His hearing these days is like not good. Get him your AirPods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, how are you two doing? Good. But how about you? Tell us about LA. I feel like it's been a very weird place for a while. Uh, I mean, LA is going interestingly. I'm currently in a union called IATSE, and we actually just yesterday, the, the day we're recording this is October 4th, 5th, mm-hmm. and uh, just yesterday we got a 98% strike authorization vote in my union because Ooh. the producers who negotiate our contracts with TV shows and films are being real jerks to us right now. So we just said, hey, if you need to in negotiations call a strike, we will walk out. So. Wow. We'll see what happens. No one wants to do that, obviously. Of course. But we are already back at the negotiating table less than 24 hours later. So hopefully it'll all go well. Hopefully Hollywood will keep running. And other than that, LA's great. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, But everything's back to normal, like restaurants and that's good. Yeah. Everything's very back to normal. I, I don't know how it is here in Columbus, but in LA too, all of the gay bars are checking vaccine cards. I was just going to ask, like how many places are like, I want your vaccine Almost card. every gay bar is like, I mean, the gays lived through the AIDS crisis. We're like, we're not taking this like... Right. It's not a joking matter to us. So yeah. it's very, very publicly at gay bars. And then otherwise, some restaurants are being really strict about it. Some aren't. Do you have to have your actual card? No. we have. I have mine in my wallet here on my oh, okay. phone, actually. I was going to say, that like would actually... I remember when they gave it to me when I got my vaccine. Like I was like, <laughs> this is nothing. Like I was oh. like, you can't even like laminate this? So they'll scan it and everything on the oh. QR code and everything and be like, yep, this is a legitimate one. What? How do I do that? I mean, I think it's LA's COVID-19 Like stuff. that's how they do it. Oh. Again, we have wide testing in LA. You can get tested on almost every street corner for free. Oh, wow. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. They, do they just have men in trench coats with tests in their pocket? <laughs> and they're like, test here. Get your test here. I mean, it's like outside drugstores. There's just so many drugstores in LA that... I know, I'm just like picturing it being shady, even though it's, it's not at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the Walgreens people can be shady, you know? It's mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, cool. When did you get here? Yesterday. On a flight. Very early morning. <laughs> we were up in Niles because we were there for a separate funeral oh. thing, but um, Max... I'm in the car, and Max's like, phone is connected to the car, so it just pops up. It's like, message from Connor. And I was like, what do you want? And Max was like, I don't know. And it's like, read. And it was like, what's the Wi-Fi password at my mom and dad's house? <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the, the funeral was a close relative uh, to my parents. And I was like, I don't want to bother them about this right now. But I, I had to get a draft out for work. So I, I know. Like, I knew. I just think it's funny. Like, you knew Max would know. And then he literally was like, well, there's only like two options. Two options. It's this or this. And it was like the first one he yep. gave you. Sure was. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, other current events. How are things with you? You got a new car. Do we ever talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Talk about it. It mm-hmm. looks really nice. That's the red one Thanks. in the driveway. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Fancy. Yeah, I don't know. They're just. Did you go there like expecting to buy a new car, or so, did they like swindle you? So you know how sometimes, because I know it happened to your mom, right? She yep. got an oil change and came home with a new car. Yep, sure did. <laughs> so similar situation. Okay. <laughs> so yes, the swindling yeah, happened. Except, so they gave me a printout at the end of my oil change, and they were like, "This is what we would offer you for your car," and I was like, "Hmm." That's good. Did a double take? <laughs> it was over Kelly Blue Book. And I was like, okay. And so then I came home and I was like, talk to my parents because I asked them everything. And they were like, there was a couple things going on with the car. It was only two years old. Could have lived that car out for forever. But my parents were like, because of the issues, they were like, just get rid of it and get a new car. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then like two days later, I, I cleaned everything. I don't know. You know how I am. If I get something in my head, I do it. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, apparently I already had it because I cleaned up my car before I went to like my appointment just to talk to them. And I left that night with that car. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. But that's very me. Like I'm very, if I know something, I know. Yeah. yeah You're decisive. I yes. appreciate that about you. Yes. Very decisive. Indecisive people just really get me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You both are very decisive. Yeah. Yes. Which is either good or sometimes Ooh. like, well, yeah. <laughs> Oddly, we don't fight about anything, though, with that. I know. I think. That's shocking. Well, sometimes I really like to be around you because it does get, I get decision fatigue. Sometimes it's hard to be the only one that decides things. So then I do love a good Courtney decision sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Well, yeah. neither of you guys suffer other shit. Like, you two are both very much like, no, I'm not about this. And, like, you, you'll do your own thing if it's not what the majority is yes. doing just because the majority is doing it. You're like, mm, the pulse on this for me is a no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. It's true. That's not it. It's true. You're that way, though, too. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's most of the Hogan children, I would say. Yeah. Um, this is like a slight change, but saying something that you say a lot made me think of. My friend Annie recently has been saying, sign me up for like everything. Aww. And it, like, no, I've started saying it, but yeah. today we were at the center and the fire department people came to, like, check things. Ugh, yeah. The man that walked through that door, I was like, hello, sir. <laughs> and he clearly had a wedding ring. I mean, I have a wedding ring on. But, you know, like, <laughs> sometimes they flirt more. So I quickly don't. took it off. <laughs> I put it in my pocket. Um, but I was, like, cracking jokes with him, and he was, like, not having it. Oh. And he kept, like, talking to Annie. And, like, I could tell I was like, oh, he's, like, more into Annie. And he said something to Annie, and I just heard Annie go, sign me up. <laughs> and she, like, walks over to the desk, and I was like, you're pretty happy with yourself, aren't you? And she was like, I sure am. Now, Annie is single, or is she also wearing a ring? Um, Annie also has a ring. <laughs> it's an engagement ring, though, not a wedding ring. So you never know. You never know. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine doing a job like that where you have to specifically go into places where they want to kill you? Yeah. Because whatever they're going to tell you, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, can you fix this? Can you fix this? You're Mm -hmm. like, I'd rather not. Right. (laughs) And then, like, also, he'll be like, do you need documentation for ABC or do you need these things? And we're like, sir, honestly, like, whatever you say we need, that's what we need. So just how it should be. Do it. I don't know what I need. Fire marshal, tell us what to do. Yeah. Stop asking. Yeah. It sounds like he's looking for a bribe. (laughs) Do you want the full gamut of things? Yes, I want everything. (laughs) Everything. Um, what did you just do? Um, the lines were super small, so I'm afraid it's super quiet. Oh. So I switched it back to just one, and it's way bigger. Those sound waveforms look a lot better. Yes. I'm going to agree with Courtney yes. there. Well, hey, if you're like missed the first eight minutes, there wasn't a lot. 
No. Just normal. Yeah. Connor's here. Hey. Oh, hi. I'm her brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kelly's, not Courtney's. Um. All right. Does that count for current events? Anyone else have other current eventy news? What else? What else? Oh. Marley turns four this week. It's so... I, well, that's wild. That plays into my person I'm talking about today. Really? Ooh, that's exciting. Ooh, okay, okay. Very tangentially, but... Um, okay, so can I ask you about this? Yes, maybe. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> we just said we didn't fight. Yeah. Um, on Marley's birthday invitation, it says, no presents, please. Will you explain that? Um. So I invited, like, her whole class. Oh. And so I just don't want like 80 trillion presents. Okay. B- because A, I'm it's only two hours long. Yeah. And that would take up like a lot of it. And B, I just feel like um, I don't want to watch my child open presents and then be like ungrateful about shit in front of other people. I just like don't feel like having that uncomfortableness okay. in my body. Okay. We are having a family um, thing this Thursday because like obviously like my parents and Max's parents want to buy her presents. So we're having a family one this Thursday, and they're going to, like, bring presents. Okay. And that's when we're going to give her the presents. But, like... Um, she doesn't need any more presents than that. No, she and so that's much. the other thing is she doesn't. I didn't realize that you invited all those people. Yes. I, that makes sense to me now. At yeah. first, I was like, oh, we want to buy her things. Well, and you if could, you do, if you do, you could bring it. I probably would have her open it, like, just with you and her Which or, like, later or something. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like... All the kids, and then they're like, I want to try it. And then Marley's like, it's mine, and it's new. And then I'm like, I don't know. And then I just, like, have watched videos of myself when I'm younger, and I'm opening gifts, and I just, like, look like an actual asshole. I'm, like, four, and I'm like, this isn't the color I like. And I'm like, I just can't. I can't do it. I don't want to watch her be that person. Okay, okay. Well, you're steering her away from being that person, which Mm -hmm. is better. You're, like, trying to prevent it. But I also feel like... Kelly saw who she was as a child. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I've also been to, like, bridal showers and baby showers and stuff where, like, people aren't really doing that anymore. They're not, like, opening gifts in front of everybody. I'm in full yes. support of that. I mean, as long as you send thank you cards after the fact, I don't think you have to make it the spectacle right. of the event. Like, yeah. people I mean, I loved it because right? I love attention. But, like, you know, other people don't. Yeah. Have you been to so. baby showers where you don't wrap the gifts? Ooh. No, but that'd be fun. Yeah, my cousin did that. You just like bring it like in a basket or like t- you know twine it together or whatever. So then you don't have to open gifts. Like as people walk in, you can be like, "Thanks so much." You know what I mean? Like obviously you send oh, thank you cards, but like that's cool. So you can still see what people got you. Yeah, but you don't like open them all. No. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was a good way. And then you don't I'm not wasting all that wrapping yeah. paper and all that shit. I went to a baby shower on Sunday and. um they just said, like, if you really want her to open the present, like, you can bring it up. But otherwise, she wasn't. I brought mine up. Um, <laughs> Again, who you were as a child. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it's because I got her stuff that wasn't on her registry because I feel like I know, like, baby things I've used so yeah. much. And I'm like, I am not going to get the things on your registry. I'm going to get you something that I know you'll actually use. So I got her the little, like... um chair that we have we've had forever the mm. green chair that folds out mm-hmm. it's like a yeah and it's funny because we just took that to the beach because it's Tori who was the beach with us and they were like is this what Danny was sitting in at the beach and I was like yeah but it's a better version of it and Kathy was like thanks for getting my grandchild the better version of that I'm like you're welcome I won't spend it on my kids but your kid <laughs> for you're sure worth it. Mm-hmm. Kate and Matt have that too mm-hmm. for their kids that's great it is. It folds up so small. You yeah. just, like, take it anywhere. Because they used to go camping and stuff when they mm-hmm. just had the one. Yeah. She was like, absolutely not with the two. No. <laughs> Even though we're going to we're going to Hawking this weekend 
for We're not, you're a not long camping. Are no, you? no, it's a bomb ass yeah. cabin. But uh, still, we'll be outside and you know doing all that stuff, firing. You know. Yeah. But anyway, is the weather okay. gonna be good? I don't know, man. It keeps changing. I think you guys should pull straws, Ooh. and whoever gets the smallest straw has to stay there with all the kids, and the rest of you go to Athens for homecoming. Well, half of them don't drink or are pregnant or... Oh, well then... So then they're the people, the straws. Yes. <laughs> people who can drink, you should have to be able to drink to go. Sorry. It's a crime to go to homecoming and yeah. not drink. Yeah. But also, if the weather isn't good, I wouldn't feel that bad about missing homecoming because that's yeah. half, half the fun is how beautiful the I know. is. But anyway. When's the last time you were at OU? Connor? Um, oof. Last time I was at OU would probably when maybe Maggie's graduated. graduation. So that was like, what, five years ago? Oh, God, no. That would have been no. seven years ago. It was a, she graduated longer than that. Yeah, it's a I graduated while. in 2010, so she was 2015, seven years ago-ish. Yeah. Gosh, that makes me want to cry for you. Why? Oh, I'll go again. I mean, that's where I'm going to have my bachelor party, I've already decided. Oh, you're oh. getting married? Oh, God, yes. Can't wait. No, but whenever it does happen. <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait a second, what? Courtney's like, tell me! It's like the easiest decision ever because I can easily invite my straight friends, my gay friends, and my girlfriends to that bachelor party, and Mm -hmm. it'll be fun for everybody. It's just such a fun environment, and like, no one will feel like, I don't want strippers or any of that dumb shit, so. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. I know. That's a good idea. Part of me is almost like, maybe I won't go back until that. No, I will go back before then, hopefully. But if I don't, my return will be great. I'm glad that that's your choice. That's a fun choice. Oh, yeah. Something you to look forward a, to. A cool yes. Airbnb, too. We always yeah. find cool houses when we're down there to stay in. Oh, I imagine, actually. Especially mm-hmm. the people who don't want to deal with, like, college students in their houses anymore. Just, yeah. like, Airbnb it. Mm-hmm. That's smart. <gasps> That's what I should do. Let's just buy property down there and then Airbnb it out. Yes, to me. <gasps> <laughs> to us. <laughs> we're very cheap. Very cheap. We'll clean it when we're done. <laughs> Um, we, um, speaking of like home things, we got our quote for our renovation for our first floor. Yeah. I think it's like pretty decent. Max was like, I have to send it to Jack and see what Jack says. And I'm like, Jack's the cheapest human. I love you, Jack, if you're listening. He's the cheapest human being that's ever alive. I'm not getting involved in brother-in-law drama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're the cool brother-in-law. You don't don't get involved I get why he's asking Jack because that's what he does as a profession. But also, he's like, Jack can get us cabinets for this much money. No, no, I'm no. like, Jack no. gets cabinets for like rental properties. Yeah, that's like very same. different. It's not the same. But Ma- Max is like, it's made of um, plywood. And I'm like, I, or not made of plywood. I don't know. Something that like was supposed to be better. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, but. Just have your Amish guy do it. I want the Amish just... guy to do it, but the Amish guy's like a year and a half. But honestly, by the time you get everything else done. Okay. <laughs> What's it matter? I, that's a long time. It people is. usually won't start something until your cabinets are there. Because cabinets, like, take the longest. Mm. So I don't know. I call this other Amish guy. He seemed a little less Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell by, A, he answered his phone very quickly. What well, I'm still dealing with the term less Amish. <laughs> I, I just, what visual indicators suggested? She's telling you. So okay, right, has, all right, all right. has mom and dad ever told you about the Amish guy that they use? Yes. So he doesn't drive. You have to go pick him up and drive him to your house. Um, his whole place runs on horsepower. Like, the like actual horses, like, pull things to make the power to make the cabinets. Um, he has, like... That's why it takes a year and a half. <laughs> yep. He has, like, seven children. And, like, when mom and dad went there to go look at the factory, um, they, like... He told one of his kids, like, go give blah, blah, blah down the street this letter. And then dad said, like... 
Five minutes later, this little boy comes out of the barn on a pony. Just like bareback on a pony riding down the street to give the letter to like whoever he was delivering the letter to. Paul Revere says. So like, I would say that's a very Amish. Would you not think that sounds very Amish? Okay. Legitimate. Yes. Okay. Feels so, Amish. so yes. what made this person seem yeah. less Amish? Yeah. So when I called that guy, it, I literally called seven times and no one answered. And I was like, okay, he doesn't have a Facebook page. Like, it's just this number that mom and dad gave me. So this other guy um, is through our remodel people company. They were like, we know another Amish guy. And I'm like, oh, give me his number. Maybe his like time frame is shorter. He answered on the first try. <laughs> he has a website. And he was like, I'll come to your house and do a quote. Blah, blah, blah. There was no like, you got to pick me up or come to my barn. Like, so the I feel like. aren't running his yeah. instruction. Not running. So <laughs> like, no I bet it's like Stop handmade it. and he like is Amish, but like it's probably not the exact. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There, that's a very, you're right. That is yeah. a very big difference. I could tell. Yeah. He was like, and also like, just like the phrases he used, the other guy, I like couldn't really understand a lot of his, I mean, not a lot, but like, he definitely was like very to the point of like, when, when do you need this? Blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 no don't like put me on a list yet. I'm just like calling. And this other guy was like more like selling it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he like understood that a little bit more. The other guy you can tell is just like, you're another you, job for you me. You tell me your name and I will start on the cabinet. So I'm like, okay, well. Let's wait for a second. <laughs> Hold on, please. But that's why they're, like, so good priced. Like, when he came to measure stuff for my parents' house, my dad was like, all right, what do I owe you? And he was like, this amount. And my dad was like, is that, like, the first deposit? Like, I'll owe you the second half later. And he's like, no, that's it. That's all you owe me. And my dad said he literally was like, I will write you a check for that right now. Like, that's <laughs> actually all to you. insane <laughs> that that's, like, how much you charge. And that's why I'm like, maybe a year would be just to, like, get... Like, cabinets that are that good for, like, one-third of the price. But yeah. I very much worry that in that year you will decide you want the cabinets to be eight different things. No, because I'm pretty decisive. Pretty decisive. Okay, all right. But I haven't told you the story of our remodel people. I think I've told you. They are doing Matt and Bryn's house yes. right now. And that's you how I that at least. Heard, heard of them. So I messaged them on Facebook or Instagram um, they come to our house to look at it, and as soon as I open the door, I, like, recognize her. Like, I'm like, oh, you are very recognizable. And she has her son with her. And I'm like, ooh, he looks familiar. So I'm like, I think they go to the daycare, but not, like, my daycare. So they come in, and they're, like, talking, and she's like, where do you work? And I tell her. And she was like, oh, my God, that's where my kids go. And I was like, I almost said something. And then I was like, which center? And it's the center that Marley and Danny go to. Aww. And I was like, how do I not know you? And then I realized it's because... They started, like, right after I had Danny. Okay. And they had an older kid that was, like, moving over from one of the other centers. But then they had a baby the same time I had Danny. And it's Danny's best friend in his class right now. Shut up. Every picture I get of Danny at school, that little boy is, like, sitting right next to him. I know. I was like, what are the odds? So then Max was, like, all on board. Like, he's like, it's a sign. Now we're, we're doing it. I mean, that does feel like a little bit of I'm a like, fake okay. situation. And they're, um, so it's a company. It's her, Central Ohio Remodelers, and her and her dad are doing it together. She's, like, the design element. He's a contractor. He's worked for, like, several bigger companies um, earlier on before they started this together. And when he showed up, it was, like, Uncle Greg vibes. Like, literally, I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel like I'm, like, talking to my Uncle Greg right now. <laughs> like, but actually, like... It's like Uncle Greg knows about music. This guy knows about, like, home stuff. <laughs> Got it. Like, he was like, oh, yeah, that's for sure this. And I've seen this model home, like, millions of times. And, like, I've done this before. Crown like, molding. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah sure. uh, Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, crown molding came out of his mouth, like, ten times. The only thing I know about interior design. I'm like, crown molding. Is what? Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, let's do what we're loving. Anyone watching anything good? Reading anything good? Listening to anything good? You're always listening to things, Connor. I'm always listening to things. Um, uh, there's this uh, Austin band that's a duo of drummers mm. who met in the mid-2010s and were like, let's try guitar. Just put out their third album called True Love. They're named Howdy, but it's spelled H-O-V-V. D-Y. I can see what they did The double V is a double So that's their band name? Is Howdy with a double V. Um, Their early stuff is like really minimal kind of shoegaze stuff. And this new album is them trying to like expand and be a bit more like alt-country Austin vibes. Okay. Very good album. Nice. I'll have to listen. I would not think you would like that type of music. I like all Connor likes everything. Other than rap and hip-hop, which are just... But you still love some. You love, like, girl rap. Just talk rap. about Monster. I mean, love yeah. Monster. Nikki's rap. Doja Cat. Amazing. Doja I like. But I wouldn't consider her rap and hip-hop necessarily. I no. think she's pretty pop at this point. Yeah. With rap elements and hip-hop elements. I feel like she raps. In her pop songs. Yeah. Yep. They're pretty poppy. If mm-hmm. they're on, like, the top 100 sites, they're pretty poppy. Yeah, I guess. There's no... Say So is not a rap song. It is not a hip-hop song. It is a pop song. Yeah, but I really like her. No, yeah, I like her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've recorded so many of these in such a short amount of time. I know. Uh, it's like we have to even, even talk about. Are. Um, I don't You're know loving um, pumpkin cold brew coffee from Starbucks. Uh, I was going to say that, but I thought you were going to say it. No. Yeah. How long has that been back? Does it come back in like September or October? The end of September. Okay. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the 21st probably. Yeah. It's the actual Equinox or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And then Kelly and I got it. Before we did the 50th episode. But they've never done the cold brew before. It's only ever been really? pumpkin spice latte. This is the first year they've done pumpkin spice cold brew. Wait, really? Cold brew hits it off. And that's what you Oh my yes. God. It's it so is. Good. It's like out of this world. Yes. So good. The other show, now that I'm thinking about it, Ted Lasso. Do you guys watch this show? I just have been hearing about it. That's a show? Yeah. I mean, I used to, he used to be like a character that NBC made as like a jokey sports thing i guess okay and they nbc was like hey creator of scrubs uh, could you and some buddies craft the tv show around this character and they were like we'll try hmm. um season two's ending friday and i just caught up like i wasn't watching in real time but i just caught up and oh boy if you're listening to this you've watched the finale probably when this podcast goes up and that penultimate episode was a really great cliffhanger and i hope this person gets their comeuppance hard in that finale episode, is all I'll say. Because it's been a very good season of TV that a lot of people have not liked. Is it a liked. comedy? Is it a drama? It's what a dramedy it? for sure. Mostly comedic. But okay. it uses, you know, How drama can you have a storylines. cliffhanger on a comedy? Oh, they, every episode of theirs, I feel like, is an emotional cliffhanger. It's a very, like, so like moody scrubs. show. Yeah, Scrubs, oh, yeah, I feel very like, scrubs. like that. Oh, okay. yeah, very okay. Scrubs. Huh, I'll have to watch it. A bit more joyful than Scrubs. It's not set in a hospital, so there's not as much, like, death and dying all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it is, it, it, it's still, you know, the whole joke of the show is Ted Lasso was a character who was some type of football coach in America, mm-hmm. and the show is him moving to England to be a football coach, only, obviously, football in England is not the same sport <laughs> as football in America. Okay. So it's an American oh. football coach teaching English football, European football. That's, That's funny. funny. It's a riot. And okay. what is it on? Uh, Apple Plus. Oh. I know. Mm. You can use my login. Okay. Uh, not if you're listening. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> we live together. We live together. In the same house. Same household. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way you were being like, oh. Who's listening? I mean, um, everyone, every, all uh, the time. Everywhere. Please, yeah. if you're saying confidential things, make sure your cell phones are not in the room with you. 
Um, I, this time of year, always get very torn between do I rewatch Friday Night Lights Ooh. or do I rewatch Ooh. Gilmore Girls? It's like very fall. Like, I just feel the need to watch it. Speaking of, you couldn't have been. Okay, so season seven started. Okay. I started watching it. Gilmore Girls. watching for the first time. Yeah. yeah. I see. I've never watched the whole way through, but I've seen like episodes. Yeah. yeah, and Kelly told me that the same person didn't write the seventh yes. season. Yep. And at first, you can't really tell. And now that I'm into it, I'm like, why is this? Yeah. Like, characters are saying really weird things. It just like, like shouldn't have been a season. No. It was so stupid. No. And I can already tell the way it's going to end. And I'm like, why would they have not just let? Why did it have to be like? Don't that? Don't worry about it. The Netflix movie ending I thought was really good. So it, it ends is. up. So okay. the people who end up doing the Netflix movie wrote majority of the thing. Oh, okay. And I don't even know why they left. It was contract negotiations. Yeah, stuff. I feel like it had to do with like they didn't want to be paid or they didn't want to pay them to do that last season what they wanted to get Correct. paid and it, shit like that. Their, their contract was fine, is my understanding, and it was essentially them saying we need this amount to make this show good, and then Studio Network was like, well, what about this amount? And they're like, no, and they finally were like, okay, well then if we can't yeah. make the show the way we want to make the show, then we're leaving the show. Yeah. So yeah, but, you can tell. But they did the Netflix special, and it. It sucks because I I like the way they did it in terms of, like, character-wise. Like, I get it. Yes. But also, like, there's a character that just, like, sucks the entire time. And you're like, that sucks that they <sighs> suck. But also, it's like, for the storyline, like, it kind of makes sense. Is it sense. Jesse? No, do no. not talk anymore about it. No. <laughs> it's honestly, I never watched the show. I just yeah. had, like, vibes about the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And the ending was so fun to watch. Okay, okay. To get closure on these characters. Okay. But okay. I decided on Gilmore Girls, so I started okay. rewatching it. Yeah. But... Then I'm like, gosh, I do love Friday Night Lights and a good football fall. Like, it's so... Literally, Connie Britton and, um, what's his name? Kyle Chandler, like, are the most Mm -hmm. believable couple I've ever seen ever Mm -hmm. not actually Mm -hmm. be a couple. 100%, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think you have to add the caveat, like, Texan couple, but yes, 100%. (laughs) But honestly, like, they are, like, how you would quintessentially imagine, especially, like, a a soft, liberal Texas couple, right? Like, they're definitely not, like, progressive, necessarily, but they are, like, okay, we're centrist-leaning on the the blue side of things, so... (laughs) But I just feel like anytime you watch a movie or something, you're like, wow, that, like, was so believable, that romance. You, like, read later and you're like, oh, they were, like, actually doing it. And I'm like, they were so believable. And to my knowledge, I don't think they were doing it. Like the actors? Yeah. Secretly? Yeah. I, to my knowledge, too. Although I like to imagine that maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about them. Ooh, someone should pick them sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's on Netflix now. Yes, that's where I was like debating. Oh, yeah, they just put it back up or something. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, so no, good. it was only on HBO or it was only somewhere, not HBO. Peacock, probably. Yeah, I don't know, it but it is on Netflix. Platform. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, you okay. do. Complete series. <laughs> okay, love that so much. Pop it into that PS4. <laughs> I also started Veronica Mars, and I've like been watching that on and off too. It just never some, gets old. Some episodes still standing. Some of them you're like, oof, the early 2000s <laughs> were a thing. To me, it's her outfits. Like, I remember watching that and being like, oh my God, I want to wear everything oh, she wears. She was so cool. The and costume now I design. watch it and I'm like, God, like, it was just a statement. Like, yes, and it was very early 2000s fashion. No one was it's, blending in. It's the same thing with the Gilmore Girls. The things that. Yeah. It, Lorelai wears I'm like oh my gosh okay the crazy thing about also watching Gilmore Girls now is being 32 Lorelai's supposed to be 32 when you watch that 
Which makes sense. It does. Yeah. But then also I'm like, oh my God, I could have a six, I mean, I could have a 16 year old right now. Like what? I have parents that are younger than me. Yeah. High school students. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. That 16 year old comment's interesting. I'll have to tell you a story later. Okay. Okay. Mm. Off air. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want people to know about my secret child. Right. I mean, that that makes sense. Shut Apple's up. listening, so. Yeah. So, so security yeah. or retirement, yeah. somebody's listening. All right. You want to get into your celeb spotlight? So I do. Okay, I'm really excited. Okay. So, Courtney, I don't know if Kelly told you this or not. I didn't tell her. No. Okay. okay, so I, like, I did a little write-up because I was, like, really anal about this. And yeah. I wanted kind to, I know, I wanted to essentially kind of just I'm going to go right in with this person's childhood and at a certain point I'm going to be like who is it? Oh. Kelly doesn't know. Okay. I expect you to know, do not give it away. Okay. I expect you to not know, so we'll okay. have you guess first. Okay. But okay. here's the thing is I could be completely wrong and this person might be way more famous than I think there. Yeah. Okay. I'm just not 100% certain. Okay. Um it is a he. I'll give that away now. Okay. Um so we'll prefers the pronoun he him and I, part of the reason I picked this is because of we're in early October and my favorite uh, anniversaries revolving this person are coming up so it won't match exactly when the episode airs but keep okay. in mind okay. so first of all he was born on October 7th 1968 Aww. Uh, in Wellingborough Northamptonshire England from birth, he presented with a paralyzed left eye and underwent five separate surgeries before the age of six to correct the condition. Wait, can I just tell you that right away? I think it's someone that I for sure know it's not. But, like, it's... <laughs> Why did you even give her the premise of guessing? Because it's fun. But I know it's not. But, like, when I hear I, it's, like, the first person I immediately think of. But go on. I know it's not him. I his, know for sure His it's not final him. surgery was botched, resulting in his signature droopy eyelid. He decided against further surgery, saying, I liked the fact that it wasn't the same, and I've liked it ever since. And when people say stuff, I kind of thought of it as a badge of pride and still do. His early childhood was eventful in other ways, too. His father, a nuclear physicist, traveled often for his job, and he school-hopped up until his early adolescent years. During this time, when he was seven or eight, he finally got his first guitar and is quoted as saying, I was obsessed with Queen... When Bohemian Rhapsody came out, mm-hmm. I lay down in front of these big speakers in my friend's house and we just listened to Bohemian Rhapsody. And at that point, I decided, yep, this is what I'm doing with my life. Which okay. is just, Bohemian Rhapsody is a very Hogan sibling song. Yeah. Used to also do that exact same thing in our basement. Um, yeah, we would dance. So in 1978, he and his family settled in Oxfordshire. He attended Abington, which was the all boys public school. It was here that he would meet his fellow future bandmates. Brothers Johnny and Colin Greenwood, Ed O'Brien, and Philip Selway. Originally, the band was named On a Friday, and named as such because it was the only day they were allowed to practice at their school. Aww. He was never heralded as a great musician, much unlike his fellow student and bandmate guitarist Johnny Greenwood, who was prescribed young prodigy status early in his adolescence. Instead, he was a thinker and sonic experimenter who honed his falsetto and took on the role of vocalist. On a Friday's first public performance was at the Jericho Tavern in Oxford on August 14th, 1987. Which is like a month after I was born, which I think is so weird. Yeah. After finishing school at Abingdon, he decided to take a gap year where he spent most of his time crafting a demo with his fellow On a Friday bandmates. The demo convinced Island Records to offer him a deal. They turned it down awkwardly. Is Island to Records go to college? Um, American? Um, 
I think all these record places are international at, in the oh, early 80s okay. at this point. Okay. But no, I think Island Records has American offices for sure. Okay. Um, but they turned it down and decided to go to uni. Around this time, he hmm. classically was involved in a serious car accident. Uh, details are kind of vague and he doesn't talk about it, but the experience was significant enough that numerous songs of theirs lyrically influenced by the experience, including Airbag. After recovering from the car accident, he ended up studying English and uh, got a fine art degree at Exeter University, graduating in 1991. It was here that he met Rachel Owen, who would be his future partner. The same year that he graduated, on a Friday, were officially signed by Parlophone and EMI Records, but forced to change their name. What did the band change their name to, and who is this? I don't know. I don't know. The, the age is, like, really... Because I feel like there's a lot of people in bands and I'm like, I don't know what age they are. Uh, also, the England thing, I'm like, I feel like there's probably a lot of bands I should know that are for, like from the UK that I don't know. I mean, I feel like I can give more hints if you guys want me to do that. But I also think I gave you the droopy eye. Yeah. And I gave you the all boys public school where the band met. And I feel like they're two very, very big parts of this band's story. So I wonder if you can get it if you think. Do, 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 do. I'm just kidding. Um, well, can I tell you at first when you yeah. said the, what was it, the like, eye so thing? in my head, I obviously was like, this is not him. But when you said his eye had problems, I immediately think of Fetty Wap. <laughs> nope. and, and then I was like, he, was, he wasn't born in Britain. <laughs> Good guess. I, okay. So I'm going to give one more hint. This is okay. one of my five favorite bands. Ever, okay. Ever. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so there's a band that I'm thinking it could be, but I didn't know that they were British, oh, I guess. that's interesting. But that doesn't shock me for this band, necessarily. Okay. So I want you to guess. No, not even a clue. Literally really? not even a clue? No. Wow. If I told you they've sold 30 million records as of 2011, does that help at all? No. How old were we when their like, first single got really big? I would have been six-ish, you would have been four-ish. Okay, I'm going to go Radiohead. You absolutely nailed it. Yes, but I don't know who the lead singer of Radiohead is. I mean, I'm sure when you say it, I'll be like, okay. His name is Tom York. Okay, okay, okay. So you have heard of Tom York, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But I I didn't even know if you would. I have no idea what he looks like. No, the droopy eye thing. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's, oh. I'm just a little shocked you haven't seen, well, anyway. My next guest was going to be The Cure. Are they British? Oh, God. You're going to delete this if I am wrong. I don't think they are. Or, I'm sorry, I think they are. I think they are, too. But I also don't know. They're way earlier, though. Really? I guess I didn't know The Cure is like the 80s. Radiohead's stuff didn't come out until the 90s. I didn't know The Cure is that old. Cure is pretty old. Oh, interesting. Compared to Radiohead. Okay. Huh. Anyhow, okay, so then, you know, I have a lot of stuff here. But really, the whole reason I kind of wanted to talk about him was... A, because he shares the same birthday as Marley, and I thought yeah. that was so interesting. Because that is. I also so see, how old will he be this year? Um, if he was born in 68, he'll be 53. Okay. So he's oldish. Yeah. Um, wait, did I just do math right? I don't know. I don't know. You're We're good at math. I'm not good at math. I think 53 is right. You're good at math. Um... Uh, so yeah, so that, and then also we're coming up on the anniversary of Radiohead, in my opinion, is arguably one of the most famous bands in terms of how they affected the industry and business of music Okay. in their career. So that's mostly what I'll focus on as I go through this, but they have nine albums out. Okay. First one was in 1993, which had the song Creep, which I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably the only song you know. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, they uh, hate playing that song, don't they? Uh, they hate it. I mean, they yeah. used to hate it. Now I'm they play it. Weirdo. They're okay. Um, speaking of, you know, Tom says uh, that blah, blah, blah. Having a big hit was a bit of a mind fuck on one level, but it was extremely useful on another level. It was like a pass that allowed us to do whatever the fuck we wanted for a few years there. Huh, okay. Like, the label kind of was hands off and yeah. let them craft their next two albums, which their first album, Pablo Honey, was like... Everyone pretty universally is like, this album sucks. Interesting. It's, Usually people's first album is their best album. Uh, some people's, I guess you could say. But Radiohead also is like, they don't do the same album twice. They're very much like, how can we evolve this next album? Yeah. What what knee-jerk thing can we do that's different from the last one we did? Yeah. So, um, yes. Okay, so according to York, he also, around the time of this first album, hit the self-destruct button pretty quickly. He cut his hair, drank heavily, uh, would become too drunk to perform. York said that the success inflated his ego. He tried to project himself as a rock star, which included bleaching his hair and wearing extensions. Hmm. He said when he got back to Oxford, he was unbearable. As soon as you get any success, you disappear up your own arse. Um, So then that album came out. You know, Creep made a big hit. They got to, like, quarantine themselves to make their next album, which was The Benz. Spawned five number one hit singles. It sold wow. 300,000 copies in Britain alone. Uh, it topped many polls for the best album of the year. They were nominated for the Brit Award, and they ended up coming to the U.S. and touring in support of R.E.M. and Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill tour. Oh, my God. I, like, just literally feel like they would go together so long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around this time that York's quoted... Uh, for defending his gloomy reputation that he had in the music industry and he says it's just that I'm surrounded by a world of grinning idiots and I don't think I want to be another one hmm. which is very much his vibe and why I like so him so much did he like stop drinking and stuff and just was like not doing that anymore or like he's still I don't know if he stopped altogether but he still hasn't hit his break which is about to about to come up oh okay cool I'm like going to Fast, no, it? I mean, I'm going too slow, maybe. Tell me mm-hmm. if I'm... Well, no, it just made me think, like, when you said the quote about him, like, once you become famous, you, like, immediately just think everything. And it makes me wonder, even with, like, okay, the three of us right here, like, talking about, like, what would we do in that situation? I think everybody thinks of themselves, like, well, that wouldn't be me. Like, I wouldn't act that way or whatever. But, like, you, you I literally wonder, account, like, how many people, mm-hmm. like, actually end up that way versus, like don't well, I mean, like I heavily have, drink drugs like that type of party lifestyle i think that correlation comes to like how early you receive fame too he was in yeah. his early 20s when this happened and i presume that that's around the time that you would make a lot of mistakes with success yeah if like i never was interested in if i'm ever famous <laughs> <laughs> i don't i was always like i don't want to do it early like i think i have a lot to learn before i'm ready to take on any type of fame. yeah that makes sense anyone else want another drink but you can keep talking sure <laughs> Um, uh, so Pablo Honey, The Benz, OK Computer comes out. OK Computer. That's the one I think I know. This is the one that really made them like household names, I would say, in the United States. Uh, It won the Grammy for the best alternative music performance uh, and was shortlisted for the Mercury Music Prize. Uh, Achieved critical acclaim, strong sales. Uh, York said that uh, partly we were told that what what we were doing is what you had to do and partly we thought let's really fucking go for it let the machine do what it needs to do and we'll try to give it as much as we can but you end up feeling pretty fake really quickly when you're this famous Mm. talk about uh yourself enough and you feel fake i was doing five interviews a day and i was a basket case for a bit there so after this tour york suffered a mental breakdown is he married yet to that girl i i 
well, I think this is around the time, but okay. there's actually no date. We don't know specifically oh. when they... Okay. We don't even know if they necessarily tied the knot, oh. I don't think. Oh, She's okay. always referred to as his partner. Okay. So, in, in everything I could find. Um, but it was around this time that York suffered a mental breakdown after touring for OK Computer. He says he got angry. I'm an extremely angry person. I got more control freakery. I put my hands on the steering wheel, and I was white-knuckled, and I didn't care who I hurt or what I said. York found it impossible to write new music post-OK Computer, which led to a four-year period with no Radiohead music being released. Oh, wow. What were some of the songs... And this was the height, too, of their right, career. from that album. OK Computer has, like, um, Paranoid Android, No Surprises, which, again, a lot of these song titles, I'm saying the name, and you're like... But if you were to hear it, you would be like, yeah. oh, I know this okay. song, I know this song. Which is kind of a lot of... There's, I mean, Creep yeah. is really the only song that people are like, I know that. That was going to be my song. next question. It's like, is that literally probably their only song that you could, like, most people could name by them? If I they're don't even not know. a fan of theirs. Yeah, I think if you say Radiohead, most people would say Creep still, is yeah. my guess. And what year did that come out? That was 92, technically, okay. when the song came out. Wow, yeah. okay. And so, they've been around, like, a long time, and for that to be there. I mean. But, yeah, it's true. I feel like a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, commercials use their songs a lot. They just people don't know it's their song. Correct. Mm-hmm. They are a band that is happy to not be in the limelight anymore. I'll say that. But it hasn't stopped them from making good music. Yeah. I feel like a lot of bands love being in the limelight and then start making shit music. So yeah, that's true. He's the opposite of that. Okay, so they took four years. Took four years off. So during these four years. Did the rest of the band just was like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, they're making pretty good money at this point because they're so successful. So I think the rest of the band was like, let's give Tom some time. And Was he the one that wrote the music? Yes. He's okay. the lyricist and the main vocalist. And oh, so they needed him. They needed yeah. him. Well, <laughs> and the rest of these band members, I think three of the other four have all put out solo albums at this mm. point themselves. Interesting. So they all have done their own side projects mm-hmm. as time went on, but that happens a little later. So during this four-year period, he starts listening to Aphex Twin, which is like a very electronic artist, instrumental, yeah. no vocals. You like them. Uh, he's fine. Oh, I don't know. I like I remember style. you talking about him. I mean, he influenced Radiohead heavily, so I had a phase there where I was yeah. listening. But there's no vocals, and you know me. I like a lyricist. Yeah, me too. Um, and York is uh, said, uh, it was refreshing because the music was all structures and had no human voices in it, but I felt just as emotional about it as I'd ever felt about guitar music. Hmm. Um, so him and Radiohead took these influences, and York kind of forced the band to go in a more electronic direction. Okay. They had already been going that direction, but he wanted to go real digital goops and bzzz and all that weird mumbo-jumbo stuff. To the band's detriment, he thinks now, he says, it was a big mistake on my part. I made everyone's life almost impossible. I was sort of trying to create freedom, but actually I was doing the opposite. So during this next release cycle, they put two albums in two years. The first was Kid A uh, in 2000. Uh, it entered both the British and the U.S. charts at number one and won another Grammy for the band. York has said that the best week of his life was when Radiohead went to New York to perform on Saturday Night Live while Kid A was the number one album in America. Aww. Uh, the album Amnesiac followed in 2001, going straight to number one in I Britain. I remember that one. And number two in the U.S. Uh, so both of these albums are considered sister albums as the majority of the tracks were written and produced during the same recording sessions. They also both initially divided fans and critics, but were commercially successful and later attracted widespread critical acclaim to the point that in 2010, both Rolling Stone and Pitchfork named Kid A as the album of the decade. Wow. So what songs are on that one? Everything in its right place is the big one. It's the first song on the album. Uh, Idiotech, Optimistic, um... Yeah, How to Disappear Completely, I think, is on that one. I'm going to have to like listen to this. But later. again, they're an album band, and they're not a singles band. They didn't put out any singles for either of these albums, I believe. they lit- Maybe Everything in its Right Place came out as a single, yeah. but 
they were just like, we're done doing this regular. Yeah. We don't want, we want to go, we want to tour, we want to write music. Interesting. Um, uh, if you've been hearing a bit about Radiohead recently when you're listening to this, it's because they've just released a single in preparation for a 20th anniversary special edition of both of these albums that are coming out mm-hmm. shortly. Oh, cool. Uh, around this time, York's first child, Noah, was born to him and partner Rachel Owen. Uh, the, record, the record Amnesiac is dedicated to Noah. Um, and it was around this time that York began to campaign against climate change. He became obsessed with the World Watch Institute website, which was showing scary statistics about ice caps melting and weather patterns. Mm. Again, this is 20 years ago yeah. that he started thinking about this. Uh, and in an interview, interview, he said, I couldn't look at my boy and not think, I'm going to try and do something. And then sometime later, I became involved with the campaign to bring about a climate change act. And he still is very involved in all of that type of oh, stuff cool. in, in England. Um, so now they're at their sixth album, which is the final one that they had to do on their contract that they signed all the way back in 1991. Oh my wow. gosh. Okay. <laughs> so this is 2003. Okay. I literally feel like even this is like a separate topic, but like diving into the Taylor Swift stuff, like the amount that those people like literally own you. And, like, if you are, A, just looking for your break, or, B, like, Taylor Swift is fucking 14 years old, like, you just don't even know what you're signing. No idea what you're signing. you don't know what you're signing. And particularly, Radiohead became very big about, like, they didn't want electronic sales to be something that young artists were missing out on when they did contracts, because... Radio had signed this in 91, but by the time they hit 2000, 2001, digital sales of music is where all the revenue was at. Yeah. Yeah. They had no carbs out, carve outs for that for their first six albums. So they were just u- losing money oh after money gosh. off of iTunes sales and stuff gosh, like that. Gosh, that's so sad. It's so sad. And obviously in 91, no one was thinking about this. And when you yeah. sign a six album guarantee in 91, when there's no internet, you don't know what that's going to look like. No, you're just like pumped. Like you're like, wow, they want me to make six albums. So who gets all that money? The record label? Hand over wow. fist. And that's also why, as we'll see here, like the reason I brought them up, the anniversary that's okay. coming up is a big thing. So they put out this sixth album. It's called Hail to the Thief. Uh, they put out a single for this one called There There, which you also might know. That mm-hmm. might be one you know. Uh, it reached number four in the British chart and uh, won the NME award that year for best album, which is a big British music award. So are they way more famous over there than here? No, I'd say they're equally famous, kind oh, of worldwide okay. at this point. Okay. Which is like famous enough that when they put an famous album out, enough. people are like, "Oh, Renew Radio had yeah. album." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hail to the Thief is notable for its blend of rock and electronic music. York wrote many of its lyrics in response to the resurgence of white wing politics in the West after the turn of the millennium. Specifically, York uh, said it was the general sense of ignorance and intolerance and panic and stupidity following the Whoa. 2000 election of U.S. President George W. Bush and the unfolding war on terror. That he was critiquing. Hmm. Uh, again, it was the final album that they did under yeah. EMI. Huh. So here's where we get into the really mind fucky stuff, and you guys aren't gonna know this about them, but this is, I mean, insane for what it did for the future of music in general. Okay, ready. Uh, York goes off, does his own solo album. It's called The Eraser. He was trying to figure out how to get out of the funk that this six record deal had kind of caused him. I mean, he'd been struggling this entire time. The solo album's fine, uh, and he made it, uh, like, stress that, like, Radiohead were not splitting up, uh, it was made with their blessing, it reached number three in the UK and number two in the US, uh, and this album was dedicated to York's second child, Agnes, who was born in 2004. Oh. There's two children. Like, why would you name your child Agnes? Noah and Agnes. You know what? Can you just let Tom York <laughs> okay. name his children? Do you think he calls her Aggie? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm really hoping Ag. not. Just Ag. Ag. Probably. Ag. Um, okay, so here's this is I'm gonna this is the big one, and then we should talk after this one roundtable. Okay, 
So what came next is now dubbed as the Radiohead Experiment. Uh, after the uh, crushing 10 weeks premature leak of their previous album and the official end of their contract, Radiohead decided they would release their next album on their own terms. On October 1st, 2007, Radiohead announced the release of their seventh album on their blog, writing, Well, the, blog. N- the new album is finished and it's coming out in 10 days. We've called it In Rainbows. The blog post contained a link to inrainbows.com where users could pre order an MP3 version of the album for any amount they wanted. Including zero dollars. There were ten tracks on the album, so I paid ten dollars. FYI, Connor wants to really be known about. I was a sophomore in college. This was like I was going to say, 2007. So I was senior in college, uh, high school for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, It was the fall of 2007, so you were senior in high school. Um, So this was like a landmark use of pay what you want model for music sales. Hadn't been done before. On October 10th, ten days later, the album was released digitally worldwide. Now we know, at the time they kept the metrics very quiet because Radiohead was like, we don't need the people to know. But now we know that in the first month of its release, roughly 40% of the individuals who download it from their site paid for it at an average of $6 each, netting the band right there outright nearly $3 million. Wow. That's pretty cool, actually. And that's all their money now because they're no longer on contract. Do you think that if they did that today, no, no way. Um, well, okay. No, let me preface it differently because I think the people that are fans of them are older and probably would pay. But like, pick a relevant artist now I mean, if they a, did the same thing. But here's the thing: is find a relevant artist who's done six consecutively good albums in a row that would be able like to Maroon then launch five. the seventh one like this. Maroon Five. I think they could probably yeah net three million in the first week. Yeah, but you think people? I feel like no one would pay for it. But once again, Maroon Five's art. They they have a huge fan show. base, and they yeah. have a huge fan base. But here, here's the thing: is Justin Bieber. The the, the idea behind it was they were like, mm-hmm. look, we think our fans appreciate us enough; mm-hmm. they'll pay for this. Mm-hmm. That was their thought process. I don't think people would. I think people suck. So <laughs> people suck real bad. Tom and the bands ended up explaining that the internet release was a way of avoiding the regulated playlists and straightened formats of radio and TV, ensuring that listeners around the world would experience the music at the same time while also preventing any leaks in advance of the release. Yeah. They said of the experiment, we have a moral justification in what we did in the sense that the majors and the big infrastructure of the music business has not addressed the way artists communicate directly with their fans. In fact, they seem to basically get in the way. Not only do they get in the way, but they also take all our cash. Yep. So... Uh, it was the first time in the band's history Radiohead retained ownership and recordings of everything. Time Magazine called it easily the most important release in the recent history of the music business. New York Times wrote for the beleaguered record companies, Radiohead has put in motion the most audacious experiments in years. ton of other like studies have been done about it. Harvard did a study about it, just in terms of a business sense and what the pre-release strategy was. Looking back, York said the most exciting part of the release was the removal of the barrier between artist and audience. We were simply saying that we believe that people value music. We were saying this is a contract of faith between the people creating the music and the audience, and we don't believe it's necessary for all this stuff to be in between the two. Yeah. To this day, In Rainbow's release uh, continues to be dissected all over the place. Artists as popular as Beyonce and Taylor Swift have since employed the same method of release, although oftentimes with even less than 10 days' notice. In I was going to say, Lemonade was like, literally, she just was like, here you go. That. And it was like, every I mean, music she video. She did that with Here's the album that. before Lemonade, mm-hmm. yeah. too, the, uh, in 2013. Was it? Yeah, December, I think, 13th, Was that Single Ladies album she did that? No, um, this is uh, the one with, I think, Love on Top on it. Oh um. my god, the gays are going to steamroll me. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry, gays, but like I'm talking about Radiohead very passionately, so you should know yeah. that like you know, yeah. female pop artists are just not my thing. I'm very so sorry. Very true. Very so true. Um, that's it. That's the big one. Is oh I, wow. I think a lot of people know about this like release strategy now of like, hey, I've got an album coming out. I'm Taylor Swift. <laughs> right. Evermore. And it's like, okay, but do you know that the history of this was actually this band Radiohead that started that yeah. and yeah. paved the way for all these other artists to be able to. On their blog. On their blog. Like, that's like on their MySpace. 2007. <laughs> on their blog. They're like, live journaling. Sorry, we're a Zanga band. Deep, deep, deep. Let it be known that Courtney Connor just pretended to type on their computer. Um, okay, so they have a bunch of other stuff that comes out. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, the King of Limbs was in 2010. They had a music video called Lotus Flower. This is where I think you would ah. recognize him from. It was a black and white music video where he just danced like a crazy dude in it. Yeah. And he has yeah. a weird, like, eye. It got yeah. memed everywhere. It's still memed to this day. He then made a super group for his... What's the music video you made? What song was that? Videotape. That was off In Rainbows. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wondered what album that was. Oof. We yeah. should post that we should. somewhere. I mean, you can. Oh, it's a great <laughs> music video. I, I mean, obviously as an artist, I now look back and I'm like, oh, it was childish. But it was, you know, something to make. That was the one um, with Craig... And Kelly Larkin. And Okay. What was the one with Meredith? And uh, the um, um and Joe Rocha. Oh, that's uh, what you did to um your friend's band. No. Yeah. Oh, science tells me. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were Sorry. talking about we're children, digressing children of December and. Oh no, I was in, in that, that one. one. Holy hell, <laughs> that was that one. We should never post. Kelly ever. and I made a lot of music videos growing. We up. sure did. Do not. That was not growing up. We were fucking college. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so yeah, he puts out Adam for <laughs> Peace, supergroup band. It's fun. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea was on that album. Then he put out another oh, cool. solo album called Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. This one he released via BitTorrent. This was just a Tom York album. I don't know what that means. So it's like torrenting. File torrenting. It's like peer-to-peer file sharing. Oh, like where you like download airdrop? shit that you shouldn't? I mean, nowadays it's airdrop, yeah. Okay, okay. But this was back when, yeah, you would torrent like a legal... Remember how I would get yeah, like, like illegal yeah, TV yeah, shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, like that. Wire? Except for he put yeah. it up legally on a BitTorrent site. I was like, here, download it legally. Oh, okay. Okay. Just you know, they're just okay. still experimenting with the format of how to release to an audience yeah. without. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get into the more recent stuff, and and this is where we'll end. But it, it, his life kind of took a turn pretty drastically right after this solo album, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes, came out. So, oh, okay. I wasn't um, expecting that. It was going so well. Yeah. I know, and it's still going well for him now. I think he's gotten okay. past this part, okay, but okay. it got a little sad here. So okay. in August 2015, York and partner Rachel Owen announced that they had separated amicably oh. after 23 highly creative and happy years together. Unfortunately, Rachel died a little over a year later on December 18th, 2006, after losing her battle against cancer. Ooh. So Radiohead's most recent album, A Moon-Shaped Pool, was released a mere six months later and is thought to be influenced by both York and Rachel's separation as well as her passing. Asked about being the sole parent to his two teenagers, York has said, I can't hope to be their mom, but we're all right. I'm just really proud of them both. It stuns me most days. I can't believe they're anything to do with me. They're just such great people. Aww. He added, when the kid's mom died, I was a, it was a very difficult period. We went through a lot. It was very hard. She suffered a great deal. And my, my ambition is to make sure that we have come out of it all right. And I hope that's what's happening. Hmm. So, I, you know, up until this point, his family was not a very p- big part of his, right. you know, public persona. It, it was there. People knew about it. But certainly the songs did not seem to be about right. family necessarily. Like, he's yeah. just a weird kid who is like, global warming's happening we need to stop tech from taking over like you know he's yeah. a very like yeah. um 
protesty guy. So this all of a sudden changed how we listened to their most recent album to this day, which mm-hmm. is uh, the one that came out in 2017. He did the soundtrack for a movie called Suspiria in 2018. His third solo album named Anima came out in 2019. In 2020, he married Italian actress Dahana Roncione. Is she hot? She's drop dead gorgeous coming from a gay guy so Uh, she must be hot and they've been dating for three years before they got married so it's not like this is just uh yeah um and then most recently uh york fellow radiohead band member johnny greenwood and sons of kemet which is a band i guess i don't know them the drummer tom skinner began a side project called the smile the trio debuted music just under a year ago at glastonbury's live stream event after being added to the lineup a few mere hours before it kicked off York used the live debut to let fans know that the meaning of their name, The Smile, can be attributed to a Ted Hughes poem, and that it's not the smile as in, ah, more the smile of the guy who lies to you every day. Ooh. Ooh. Rumor has it that they've completed an album, though no band member will say one way or the other, and longtime Radiohead producer Nigel Goodrich has revealed that he's been working with them on a body of work. So hmm. okay. presumably it'll be Radiohead adjacent, yeah. since two of the members are Radiohead guys. Yeah. That's that. That's Tom York. That was really good. That was. That was very good. Was I it like too had much? No, I was worried it was too much. No. no, I had no idea that they, like, streamed their album and said, like, pay whatever you want. Again, like, that's crazy. I yeah. was like, of the five people who will listen to this yeah. that are Kelly's friends, <laughs> they'll know about, like, Taylor and Beyonce yeah. doing that type um, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. People don't know about Radiohead kind of being the ones who paved Started the way. It. And I think it's important to keep that in... In the discussion when we talk about new music streaming and revenue ideas and... I think it's important to keep um, things like that in the discussion in general because, like, a lot of people think that the first time they ever witness something is the first time Uh anything's ever happened. Very correct. And I feel like even myself, I've been opening my mind up recently to be like, oh, like, literally, like, a lot of things just repeat themselves. Like, when you think something's happened for the first time, if you look into it, like, it's probably not the first time. The saying is, history repeats itself. Yes. Yeah. But they made history. They made history. They did. Of course you're a great storyteller. So that that was good. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Okay, good. I was nervous. Could you tell I was nervous? Yeah, you were shaking. Was I? Yeah. I saw you shaking. I noticed. What do you do for a living that you're scared to be on our amateur hour podcast? <laughs> I mean, I don't like, I don't, this, Kelly, Kelly will argue this is untrue, but I don't like the spotlight. I did when I was younger, I would say, but I honestly, as I'm older, really? I enjoy, I enjoy the spotlight in a close group of friends. I was just going to say, if oh. it's like people you very much trust, you do. Oh yeah. But if we're like out somewhere and it's like, I need a volunteer on stage, you're like, not me. That's absolutely not happening. I'm oh. like, me, 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 me. Yes. Anyone. See, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What? Nothing. That oh. makes sense. Yeah. No, 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 go on. No, no, I was going to say something that happened at school. We, oh. had, we called an assembly, and, like, I just asked people to be on stage with me. And the one guy didn't end up talking because someone, like, took his part. And it was a younger guy that, like, he's really good with the kids and would have just thought, like, he's good on stage. Like, who cares? And he was like, who think I didn't have to do that? And I was like, what? And he was like, I hate being on the stage. I hate talking in front of people. And I was like, you're a teacher. You talk in front of people for a living. He was like, yeah. not like this. And I was like, oh, I know. We rule them. Like, what are you scared of? <laughs> That's literally one, like, something I found out, like, in my, I will talk in front of anyone about anything, like, what, I yeah. don't care. And just, like, people that I would think would be the same way. Like, Taylor is, like, such an outgoing person. And yeah. she's like, oh, my God, public speaking? No, never. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, I just would figure you're, like, so outgoing. But yeah. Nope, not in a big crowd. That's not me. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I'm an attention whore. Yes, you are. 
Been that bitch, still that bitch. <laughs> All right, Forever we, be that bitch. We playing this game? What's going on? Yes, okay. So here's the game I want to play with you specifically, okay? Oh, God. So you should know what it is. Um, okay, so the thing that's really cool about Connor is that he um, will get very interested in something and then, like, needs to know everything about that mm-hmm. thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like mild obsession, probably. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you'll move on to other obsessions, but a very big obsession of yours that I still to this day feel like you might not be as obsessed as you were, but like in the time that you were obsessed with it, was like obsessed is the show Lost. Oh, God. The TV oh. show Lost. And I remember, um, yes. <laughs> And I remember in college, um, <laughs> we would go over to his house and we would watch the new episodes that came out. And like the very last episode that ever aired in between every commercial, one of Connor's either roommates or friends, I don't know who did it, but they printed out a list of lost quotes and they read it to Connor and Connor could tell you <laughs> who said it, what episode it was and like why they were saying it. So I want to know if all these years later you can still do it. I'll tell you right now. I think I'll be able to give you an episode name. It'll be harder for me to give you the like exact number in the season, but I'll be able to definitely give you the season. How many times have you watched it? I've watched Lost probably a solid three times all the way through with okay. like a couple episodes that are like 10, 20 plus watches. So. Okay. Okay. I've never seen it. Courtney, you would love this show. <laughs> I honestly believe you would love this show. You've never seen it? No. You shut your mouth. Here's the thing is, no, everyone no. talks about the ending being bad. Those people are stupid. <laughs> Says Connor. <laughs> they are. Where can she watch it? What's it even on? Oof, I don't know, but I can send you the complete series on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk. Uh, does Roger's um, Game Boy oh, Machine sure. play Blu-ray? Yeah, Game that, Boy Machine. Yeah, that Game Boy Machine will do it. <laughs> All right, let's um, do it. Okay. So here's a good one. Wait, but I feel like I need to do it out of order. Hold on. Or else it's going to be just too easy. Okay. Baby. I'm tied to a tree in a jungle of mystery. I got tortured by a damn spinal surgeon and a genuine Iraqi. Of course I'm serious. So it's Denley Sawyer. Yep. Tortured by... So this was after Saeed... So this was after he got injured because he wouldn't have been worked. So this is season two. Oh, okay. oh no? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh wait, how, do you know the information or not? Yeah, it's on here. Oh well, then why? Well, is it I gives here? me the name. It doesn't say what season. Oh, I see. Um, I mean, I believe this is the episode. Um, I think about... it's his very first one about him. Wait, say, say the quote one more time. Say the quote one more time. Baby, I'm tied to a tree in a jungle of mystery. I got tortured by a damn spinal surgeon oh, and a genuine Iraqi. Of tortured. course I'm serious. Okay, okay. I thought this was right after he got his first surgery from Jack. He got tortured oh. by Jack. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so this is season one then. Uh, and I mean, I think his first episode is Confidence Man. Yes! Yeah. Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> I really, for the record, I, I thought that I heard that the Jack Shepard had just done surgery on him, so I yeah. was in a different yeah, season. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, that's when he won't give the inhaler. Right? He won't say if he has her inhaler? Yes, yeah, it is. The chat shit's good. All right, here we go. Um, there's a, This is a very long list, so I'm... Okay, okay. Ready? The island brought us here. There's This is no ordinary place. You've seen that. I know you have. But the island chose you too, Jack. It's destiny. Okay, so it's definitely Locke who said it. <laughs> yes. 
One more time. Oh, wait. The quote right above us, I have to do it after, but I can't do it right now, okay. but I'm reading it and it's funny. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay. The island brought us here. This is no ordinary place. You've seen that. I know you have. But the island chose you too, Jack. It's destiny. I mean, that to me feels like it's the season one finale, mm-hmm. which I can't think of the name of right now. I want to say it's <gasps> Exodus. Yes, but Exodus Part 2. Okay, well, I'm allowed to have a little bit of a break. So, literally, the quote right above that is, Whoa! (laughs) Which is every episode of Lost until Michael left the show. All right, moving on, because this is very long, so obviously that was just that. Okay. This is fun. Um, Ooh, oh no, that tells you what the person is. Okay. Then I want Courtney to pick one. Okay. The more I learn about your people, the more I suspect you're not as um oh <laughs> omniscient. Omniscient. Omniscient as you'd have us believe. Don't speak to us as if you know us. Okay, one more time. The more I learn about your people, the more I suspect you're not as omniscient as you'd have us believe. Don't speak to us as if you know us. Ooh. I mean, that's definitely a, a, one of our castaways speaking to either Benjamin Linus or someone, one of the other others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be. I, it is an other. He's talking to. I can read what the other says next mm-hmm. if you want me to. Yes, that might be fair. Okay. Of course, I don't know you. Name. How could I? You and name. It doesn't matter. He's trying to guess the episode, not the person saying it. Well, well I'm, I'm trying, trying to guess, guess both. both. I think. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, but I'll do the second name. Of course I don't know you, blank, how could I? You, Kate Austin, are complete strangers to me. But you and John Locke, you, I might have a fleeting memory of. But I must be confused, because the John Locke I know was parole, blank. Oh, peril. Sorry. He's probably trying to say paralyzed. But then it just says a dash. So I don't know if it, like, was the end of a scene or they hit him in the head or what. Okay, so now I know for certain that this is Benjamin Linus talking to Jack. Mm Mm-mm. Really? You didn't even get either right. Mm -mm. Wow. It's a Juliet talking to Sawyer? Mm Mm-mm. It's an other that, um, he was kind of scary. And he didn't come in until, like, later. Richard I did not like him, No. Ooh, I don't know. Mikhail? Mikhail? Oh, I, he was a frighter, first of all, not even another, so. What that, does that mean? He was uh, one of the frighter people that showed up. Um, remember that frighter showed up on the side, and that's where we got Charlotte and Daniel Faraday and. He was from that? Yeah. No, he wasn't. Oh, Mikhail was Eyepatch Dude! Yes, oh, Eyepatch! Wow. I'm really showing my ass here. We're going to cut this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was another. Yeah, he was yeah. another. And, okay, so then it was. Oh, it wasn't Talak. Then it must have been Saeed. Yeah, okay. Saeed. Jude. Episode you're not going to... Oh, that one is 309 or something, and it's Par like... Par Avion. What's uh, that about? Par Avion? I'm assuming it's Claire's, probably a Saeed episode. It's oh, Claire's Claire? episode where she uh, still... attaches a note to a bird's leg. Oh, okay. And sends it off. Oh, yeah, because the next quote is Claire's message. Um, all right. Do, 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 it's do, the flashback do, do. where we find out that Jack Shepard's dad is her dad. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> I mean the show's... No, yeah. I mean for you more than anyone. <laughs> all right. After everything I did to get you here, after everything I've done to keep you here, how can you possibly not understand that you're mine? Everything I've done to get you here? I mean... I think I know. That does feel like it's Benjamin Linus? Yep. And 
your mind is it's to Juliet. So it's Juliet's yeah. first fat flashback episode, which is like three oh seven. But I, I, I in Portland. Uh, the other woman. Oh, it's her second flashback episode. Okay, all right. What's that one about? Who's the other, the other woman? woman? It's season three, and honestly, I think she's like a side character we never see again. But she mm. was Benjamin Linus's other ex. Whoever that one. actress who played him is like literally Michael, one of the creepiest people that's ever been alive. Michael Emerson <laughs> is one of the most amazing actors ever. Woo! He was on Person of Interest for like six seasons after Lost. Yeah. Really talented. He's on, um, oh, CBS All Access. Nope, that's not a thing anymore. Paramount Plus. Evil. He's on the new show Evil on Paramount okay. Plus. Oh. Also very good. Um, um, give let Courtney to pick one to, to cap this. Oh my gosh, she's not gonna even understand though. Ugh. Yeah, but I just want you to feel part of your podcast. Oh, I am. Okay, good. Two more. <laughs> I don't even know who this person is. So I kind of want to do it. What's going on with you and Libby? You it's none of your business, dude. Look, Tubby, you're holding up the line. You and I both know that you're not going to get past doing laundry with her. So how about you back off and let a real man show her what's what? Okay, so that's Froger. Who is that? Froger. <laughs> he knew. Neil, Neil Froger. He, he was maybe in like six or seven episodes as like a jokey side character that kind of bothered Charlie and Hurley. Um, but he was just like... Why what? was it... Is that his last name is Froger? I can't remember exactly why he got that nickname, but it is explained at some point in the show why his nickname is Froger. That's funny. Um, But that episode episode is that's the top of season. I mean, the episode title is like very. That's the top of season five because it's right before they get run out of their camp for the first time. I I feel like I can remember Froger. Was he an imaginary person in Harley's mind? He's real. He was on the plane. He's very skinny. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Uh, so this would have been like season five, episode two, but I can't exactly remember. The Adventures of Hurley and Froger. Was no, the episode title? Oh, that must be a webisode then or something. Oh, really? Yeah, that's not an actual episode. Oh, that's stupid. This stupid fucking website. But I would like to point out I knew exactly who the character yeah, was. Yeah, you did. All right, I feel like we should end it there. That was good. Ugh. You, in my opinion, that was still very good. Very good. I mean, that's the mind of a script coordinator, baby. That's what yeah. I do. Is, <laughs> I mean, ask me any question about Chicago Med, I better know exactly what episode that's in. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but can I share this story for the first time ever on this podcast? If you can't, I'll tell you to delete it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, so um, am I allowed to say that you work for Yeah, sure. That thing? Okay, so Connor's a script coordinator for Chicago Med. He's worked for a lot of different TV shows. And he sent me the first two seasons, or maybe season two and three of Chicago Med. That sounds more right. Like, because you said he didn't work for the first season, so probably why he didn't want me to watch it. But um, <laughs> he was like, you can catch up on season two. There's not a lot that you miss. I mean, season one is a weird season in general for a lot of reasons, and so. Yeah. So I didn't watch it. But told you I watched it. Wow. Okay. Uh huh. And um, did I know that? No. Okay. This is the way you're learning. I've never seen a single episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and me and Courtney are in California to visit, and I'm supposed oh, to have already watched this. This makes so much more sense now. And Connor's like, "What do you think?" Blah blah. blah. And I like didn't have the heart to be like, mm. "I didn't watch it." So I was like, "I really like the main girl." And Connor's like, "Oh yeah, Tori." Yeah. And I was great. like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, but I can't believe that they have her dating that guy. Will? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and well, I sorry. was like... <laughs> Just real, Tori is the name of the actress who plays Natalie. Is what I'm, I probably said Natalie mm-hmm. at the time. Either way, wouldn't have known. Um, and I was just like, 
And I was like, but I really like that person that they're like, I'm just in like season three and they're introducing that new guy and he like seems pretty cool, but I forget his name. And, and you said? I probably, season three new guy. Wait, let me think for a second. Oof. Uh, ooh. I mean, I would have probably been like, oh, you mean Ava, the girl? I mean, that. I don't know. I probably would have said that. because I she... was just saying generic things about TV shows that someone would say, and you, like, just filled yep. in all the blanks. And I was like, yep, totally, 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 totally. <laughs> and mom was like, Kelly, do you feel like a really bad sister? Like, that's what your brother does, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, no. If Connor ever once asked me about my job and what I did and cared about that, then I would feel bad. But he doesn't. So therefore, I think it's like very tit for tat. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's fair necessarily for someone who works in television to ask relatives and friends of theirs to watch every episode of the show they're working on. I think it's fair of them to ask for you to watch one. I've watched like majority of other shows you've been on, to be I, fair. I agree with that. I agree with To that. be fair. Um, Banshee was my favorite. If you've never seen the show Banshee... Go watch it. I worked on season four of that show. Honestly, one of the funnest times I've had in my entire life. We shot it in Pittsburgh. They flew me out to live there, which was crazy. Um, but while we're here, I have to real quickly plug seasons one through five of Chicago Med are available right now on Netflix. Season oh. six is available on Peacock. And season seven is airing Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on NBC. Next day on Hulu. I feel as though I should watch it. <clears throat> I mean, I it's think all available for free it. now. I, I know I'd like it. It's beautiful people it like all in love bloody? with each other. Like, how surgery are we? I would say it's it's pretty realistic to that. Yeah, which is, like, where are we on scale of Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. I mean, I would say I it's... I can't watch Grey's Anatomy. It's, I think both shows actually show pretty real medical, yeah, no, surgical no, stuff. No. And I I would I mean, I don't think either show is doing better than the other. I think they're actually quite good at it, both of them. Okay. But I, I will say that Chicago Med starts out super heavy... This is a medical show, and every case is, like, we're heavy mm. in the medical stuff. And it's been able to, as time goes by, get a little soapier, which is, you know, I grew up on Days of Our Lives. So oh, yeah. So I'm like, secret biological daughter? Absolutely. <laughs> I just recently got, saw a photo, and I don't know why mom was looking through photos. Or did she send it? It's, um... Your secret biological... <laughs> we know about my dad and Vanna White's child. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's what Patrick signing your, signing your thing. Remember when we went and met all the Days of Our Lives stars? And my youngest sister, Maggie, literally ran and hid underneath a table because the actor who played Stefano Demera was there. Oh, my God. And, and he's the just, evil guy. She just kept going, bad man, bad man. Yeah. And we were like... <laughs> but, like, also, she's, like, literally seven. Well, like, why, up- why is she watching Days of Our Lives? Also an issue. But she ended up <laughs> in his lap by the end of that thing she do you remember that I remember. he, I he like was so gentle with her and like convinced her like yeah. nope it's just a character I play they all came to also flashback Eastland Mall Eastland Mall oh my gosh yes and my mom like hosted it it was like some like thing cause NBC it was on NBC so they sent a local NBC person she hosted the whole thing and we met like Patrick, what's his supposed to be his last oh, name? Oh, I don't know any of the actors' names on the show, I'll be honest. Stefano, not the actual actor, but like in the, the character. Oh, the characters. Oh, Jack was there. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Jack. Eric was there probably. Um, I, I don't Eric, think... who was the Supernatural guy now. Yeah, ended up being Eric Jackson. I met the guy from Supernatural. We did. The guy. The guy. I think we have his autograph not somewhere. The, not the um, Jared Paladecki, not... Um, no, what, Eric not Jensen. Gilmore Girls. Or no, Jensen Eccles is his name. Jensen oh, Eccles. Jensen Eccles. But he was Eric. Eric on the show. Met him. Yeah. Met him. He had to have been 19 And then I think old. the other big one was the actor who played Abe was there probably. The older black man. Who was yes. There. Fucking loved him. But we didn't get we didn't get Bo, if I recall, which no. I was bummed. I wanted to meet, I think, Peter Reckler was playing But you know what I still remember or... to this day, which I think is a great <laughs> ending to this episode, is the Rosie O'Donnell 
when she made up the song. Salem. Deidre Hall. I love them. I really watch them all. Hoping both Steph and no watch them all the time. Smorgasbord, Morgasbord, you go find a rhyme. Salem. I watch them all the time. I, I can't to say that was weird, but I was like, I was trying to be like, no, don't go because I don't think I'm gonna remember it. And then I was like, oh no, I'm right into it. I got it. it all, got it all, got it all up here. Um, yeah. I just remember Rosie O'Donnell had a soap week, and she every like day had soap opera people different on, and we were like so pumped to watch the Days of Our Lives people. Oh, she, they were always so fun with her. Oh, we really were. I mean, that's when I realized I love TV too, as I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Well, I still, to this day, feel like that is probably the best gig you could ever have in Hollywood. Like, the people who know you, know you. Like, they are obsessed with you. But, like, you could still probably walk down the street and, like, people aren't like, Allison Sweeney. Like, that probably doesn't happen. In L.A. in particular, that's actually probably very true. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you just work, like, every day, probably normal hours. Like, you just do what your character does. Not even. They pay you by the episode, and you'll come in and shoot out, like, six episodes in a day. Yeah. Because and we'll like, be like, okay, well, here are the next six episodes you're in, and we're just you're gonna only film fucked, them all right now. You're only <laughs> fucked if you started at like 12 years old because you know they're gonna make you like 25 in the next season, oh, and then yeah. you're like, God damn it, recast you. But if you're like old enough, it's like, no, you're there for just ever. Well, and I would argue until actually, they kill you off. Remember the serial killer? Who did it end uh, up being? It ended up being Marlena. I think it doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about it because she was also killed at his hands. It was like her twin sister, though, or something. No, no. Oh, you're, t- you're talking about that killer. Sorry, I was talking about the one where it ended up, like, there was the Salem Stalker, which was a separate oh, one. Oh, okay. That was Didn't later. Know. And they I just remember up- Kristen Storm and Sean. Kristen was Belle, and then Sean, and they were in love, and all I wanted to have them be was in love. I remember that he was kidnapped by one of their high school friends mm-hmm. for an entire summer and made to wear an ill-fitting baseball uniform <laughs> that showed his crotch sneaking out of the pants, and... <laughs> If I hadn't been awoken yet, that was my... I mean, he's literally chained to a bed in a cage. Sean, I remember it. ill-fitting baseball uniform. What? That is so ill-fitting, they can't zip the crotch what? up. And it's just his junk hanging out. What? And I was like... Okay, but do you remember the quote-unquote high school field trip they went on to, like, Hawaii? And, like... Sean yes, that was a whole summer. Yeah, Sean and Belle were just like doing it in the water in Hawaii. Amazing. That's when I was Amazing. like, "Holy hell! Tr- I am twelve. What's happening?" A true. <laughs> I mean, I think that's why you and I both appreciate camp and like. Yes. I mean, soap in general. It was I mean, just so bad. It's, it's good. outrageous, and it's like who? Like they know they're outrageous. Like yeah. just accept it and move on. Yeah, that's true. <sighs> Well, well, so good to have you. Thank you yeah. for having me. It so was amazing. It was really fun to do this. When Maggie was here, I was like, do you want to record an episode of this? And she was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I want your five listeners to hear me. Meanwhile, Connor texted Courtney on the side and was like, need to know that I can record with you. And, so. and I got to. It's you a difference did. in siblings. <laughs> yes. Maggie calls me and Connor socially aggressive. Which is 100% accurate. And really. I use that often to talk about a lot of things that involve <laughs> us. And people are like, yeah, you are. You're right? socially yeah, aggressive. Yeah. I'm here for it. We so, it. obviously. All right. Well, send us an email, twogirlsinohio at Gmail. Instagram, twogirlsinohio. Um, do you even follow us on Instagram, Connor? Um, Rude. I mean, 
I could lie right now like you did to me about Chicago men and say I do. I do follow you. could probably say like, I loved your last post and then be very vague about it and I would be like, yeah, Yeah. that post about this and be like, definitely that You could have taken that right to your grave but you own that up today. I thought it was a good story to tell. It's a good story and honestly... Connor, don't give a fuck. I mean, here's the thing is like, you don't have time to watch everything, so don't do things that don't make you happy. Well, also, we're going to pick my kids up after this, and it'll be the first time he stepped foot in my workplace, and I've worked there for nine years. That's untrue. When did you come there? I've been, maybe not this exact location, I'll be honest about that, but I've been to Little Dreamers. No, Absolutely. You not. Yes. I mean, you guys took me literally to dinner right from there one time. Hmm. Hmm. Huh, he said. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.